0: This is episode 120 of How to Human, and I got a complaint. It was about my use of empathy and how it is only partially correct. And the listener called it, she understood what I meant, which was a more superficial kind of empathy, the kind where you are looking at somebody who has a problem, and you understand their problem, and you solve it for them. Which, and because you want to av- avoid their pain. You want them to avoid pain. And that's one way that empathy can be used. But if you really care about somebody and their problem, you will also deliver the message that you made a mistake and you need to fix it. Or there's a problem here of your own making and you need to address it. As opposed to you fixing the problem for them and so the superficial empathy that we're talking about here is coddling and I want to talk today about where empathy turns into coddling what it looks like and when people are coddled what's the emergent result and we know what it looks like in children and that's where people would go normally. Helicopter parenting is I've talked about a lot on this podcast and in terms of what we do to children to coddle them it is easy to see which i'll go over really quickly we don't give them independence they're constantly managed so they don't understand how to handle themselves we don't let them do unsafe things everything is carefully structured in a way that makes sure that it's always mm, gonna turn out well like the, this could be things like not, in, not letting them walk to school even though they're perfectly capable there's this expectation that danger's around the corner all the time so we're let's always do things that are known to be safe we be their best friend we don't this is another form of independence but it we Don't give them the emotional space to connect with others on their own wavelength where there is a natural, a much more natural give and take for human interaction. And that's a learning process because making friends is a skill and parents generally don't do it right. Automatically taking their side in a conflict, there is the assumption that your child of course is your priority and in the course of coddling you'll want to alleviate their pain first and that would mean probably often an inappropriate temptation and tendency to take the child's side your child's side make them get for what they make them work for what they get there's a tendency to Give things. This is, in the old days we used to call this chores. And making them, making there be some kind of connection between leisure and fun and resources and doing something productive. And if it's given to them, I did a podcast, I think this was 82. uh, The difference between giving a man a fish and teaching a man to fish and praising them indiscriminately this is saying you're great for no reason saying you're special and important and this very well may be true possibly but people are great confidence should come from competence. confidence shouldn't come from nowhere. When people have self-esteem for no reason, they start to believe self-esteem as is an innate trait. They start to believe they should be confident based on exactly who they are at this moment as opposed to someone who has worked and changed themselves into something better. Because life is a process of becoming better, becoming more emotionally resilient, gaining skills, working through hard times, being less affected by your ego, and lots of different things. But this isn't even about kids. I just felt like talking about kids and coddling kids for a second. Because we coddle adults too. And I looked at the definition definition of empathy. And what I got was the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. That's fine. And my own definition is caring about someone else's experience. And when you care for the betterment of someone else's experience, like I said, it could be crying with them in a corner. It could be helping them solve their problem if need be, or it could be telling them you really screwed up there you got to do better next time because the world is gonna eat you for lunch if you keep doing stupid things and to me that's a big part of empathy that part where you actually intentionally hurt somebody's feelings because sometimes people's feelings need to be hurt so they can understand what they did wrong and reorient themselves, recalibrate themselves into being better. So what are some examples of coddling of adults? One, this was from an article I read, it was about, it was about the coddling of children, but a teacher was talking about when a parent comes to school, and ha- there's a complaint about the child that there's an a tendency by the school districts to side with the parent. And say, because they parents don't want to hear anything negative about their child and there's an expectation that we want to keep the parent happy. So the parent doesn't hear any negative feedback about their parenting. And sometimes this is news, this isn't news, Sometimes parents are terrible. I just read off a list of several things that parents are tending to do that they shouldn't do in general, right? This is all a judgment, right? Dave Messman, you're killing an entire generation of parents and a whole new style of being, assuming that it's all bad, and maybe it's not as bad as you say. I'll address that later. I don't agree. But what I'm saying is, There's a tendency to side with parents. Instead of telling the parents, you're not doing well. What you are doing is creating a coddled child who will grow into a coddled adult and will need to be overmanaged. And that's on you. And that's not being done, generally. My brother says, and I'm not in any way this isn't about my brother, this is about an opinion that he holds, it's about parents in general that parents don't like to be criticized for their parenting and then they will say to me, particularly by people who aren't parents which is fair, Dave men, you don't have kids, how can you say anything about kids well I live with these kids like, not directly but they're in my they are in this culture and this they have a, they're in society. And I have interest in having a good society. And so when I going, see things going wrong in society, I'm obligated to say them. I'm obligated to point out, we're going in a bad direction. Why doesn't anybody see this? And that's what this podcast is. Example number two, an unwillingness to tell people figure it out, and instead manage people and walk them through the process of something. So I see this a lot at work. I see this a lot of people who have paperwork or projects, and they're confused. And because they're not exactly sure the next step, there's an expectation that somebody will step in and walk them through it. In older days, it would be It's not that hard. Research or start and then figure it out and then come to me if you really reach a wall that you can't overcome. And that's not the default response of people anymore. Default response is, I have trouble, I need help. And I'm talking about adults. I'm talking about adults in the workforce. And this comes from... Twenty plus years of being overly coddled. Whenever there's a problem, somebody else comes to solve it, and expect no, and there not being an expectation that the child will solve the problem. So coddle child becomes coddle adult, and then society continues to coddle the adult. But the idea is that empathy is not letting people superficial empathy that is coddling is not letting people feel pain by experiencing their own discomfort in hearing negative feedback or telling telling them that they can do better or do differently or they should have done better. Example number three, silver lining in delivery of criticism. And I'm probably guilty of this. It's hard to give really negative feedback so an example is you could do a better job at this but you're really great at why and so when we deliver feedback negative feedback in where we intentionally want to say something that is negative about somebody there if we can go from zero to a hundred how directly we deliver it we can choose level 20, level 55, level 84. And the extent to which we don't want to hurt people's feelings, we're more likely to move towards more silver lining, less likely to cause any friction and bad feelings in the other person. And that's a societal norm that we are moving towards. Because Coddled children become coddled adults and coddled adults don't like negative feedback. It hurts their feelings. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't hurt feelings. Everybody should be empathetic enough to be conscious of somebody else's experience. And empathy also includes telling people they screwed up so that they can understand it and do better. Constantly giving feedback that is neutered is not helpful if it doesn't get the point across. And it's getting that point across that allows people to reconfigure themselves. When we avoid telling people they are the problem, because we're coddling them. And one of the things of coddling is externalizing problems, saying, well, you couldn't do this because of X. That was a problem because of Y. Something external to the person is the problem. That means the solution, the problem isn't internal, and that means the solution isn't internal, and there's no motivation to change the internal. Because what, there's nothing wrong with the internal in the feedback that you've gotten. And internal change comes from understanding that the internal isn't good enough. If you are sad, if you if things are not going well, sure, sometimes the problems are external. And sometimes you reformulate yourself to be something better. Sometimes if people are mean to you, that's because you don't have a thick enough skin. And the problem isn't the people who are mean to you, the problem is that you don't have a thick skin. Dave Messman, people shouldn't be mean to people. You're right, shouldn't. But that doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. Everybody's gonna experience mean people. Everybody's gonna experience problems that are difficult and cause pain. And on a level, it's up, for people to, up to people to understand their role, in those situations and make better choices to get better results. People make better choices because they realize their past choices were bad. And if people bubble wrap the feedback on their past choices, the negative feedback on their past choices, people don't understand how bad their choices were. And they'll continue to make bad choices. And this is emotional growth. The ability to understand one's own bad choices. The ability to look in the mirror and say, I really screwed that up. I gotta grow up. I gotta go back and grovel. I gotta go back and make, again, just better choices. These are... That's emotional growth, and not doing that emotional growth, not understanding the need to change, is avoidance of pain, and that's a problem. I read this quote in the course of researching for this podcast. Prepare your child for the road, not the road for your child. I should have looked up who said it. I didn't. And that is about what we're talking about preparing your child for the road is strengthening them it includes giving them negative feedback and making them work and making them understand the world's going to be difficult and preparing the road for your child is coddling helicopter parenting bulldozer parenting making or what was that called concierge parenting where everything is easy And it creates an unrealistic expectation of how the world is going to be. And then when you only expect good things, it's going to upset you when you hear bad things. You're only going to expect to hear good things. And therefore, you're going to give, you're going to crumble when bad things happen. And we're creating a world. So in the examples I gave, those are societal coddles. And society society coddles people because people expect to be coddled because they have been coddled. And the more we coddle people, the more it becomes a societal norm. And because I love nuance, I also want to discuss how coddling reduces the ability to have nuance. It reduces exposure to the shades of gray of things people don't agree with. so when you only hear the things that you want to hear that is only a part of the whole story and the ability to understand that things are differently oriented than you're used to is nuance the way that other people do things or think things that you may not agree with, you don't have to agree with them. That doesn't mean they don't exist. And when you only see things that are in through your lens, you develop this assumption, this default assumption that that's the correct way. And that doesn't lead to, well, one, it's a loss of nuance, but it helps people, causes people to not get along because you don't... There's compromise. Coddling doesn't need compromise because you're always getting what you want. And the world is filled... Requires compromise. And... Without it, it... We're stuck. We're stuck with people who don't get along. I mean, we see that... In our politics, we see that in our, mostly in our politics. And here's, again, in researching this article, here's something I read. Everyone thinks younger generations are more coddled than previous generations. And you know what? That's true, too. So, Dave Messman, are you some older guy saying, get off my lawn? Maybe. Maybe I am. If we look at the generations and music tastes of the generations that come after them, like people thought rock and roll was the devil and people thought uh, rap in the 90s was terrible and many people, including me, think rap of today is terrible. So yes, yes, there is a tendency to demean the experience of those who come after them and their different the different societal norms that come. However, I judge that, and I believe that is right, I believe we are becoming softer and softer through increased coddling over time. And I think we've reached a critical mass where the human experience is being undone by a level of coddling that is too much. And we have A generation that is and this this is nuanced because I'm talking about kids and I'm talking about their parents because the examples I wanted to give were adults we have people who are too coddled and have expectations of things that are going to go right all the time and that's just not the human experience the world is a rough Rough place. And the irony is understanding that makes you more happy. The world is rough, period. And if you're over coddled and you expect the world to be nice, that dissonance there, that difference between a really rough world that actually exists and your expectations, that causes anxiety, that causes sadness. And one of my favorite phrases is disappointment comes, from uns- <coughs> disappointment comes from unmet expectations. And so expectations have been set by people who coddle that the world is really nice and easy. And well, it's, it's going to be, it's going to all fall right for you because it did fall right as a child because the parents made it that way because they didn't want to see their children feel any pain so they coddled a superficial kind of empathy real empathy would have prepared a child for the rough world if you really cared about someone else's experience and that's not what was done and I think what I'm saying is when I say Each subsequent generation thinks the generation behind it is more coddled. Correct. And what we're talking about is the difference between the reality of the world and the expectations of the world. And that gap is growing. And at a certain point, that gap is too large. An unrealistic gap. And it creates... People who are unhappy and people who want to change the world. Prepare your child for the road, not the road for your child. Well, now what's happening is we are having a world of people who want to alter the road. And that's a different concept, right? I could I could go into that about how that infects our politics in terms of, frankly, the hierarchy and... people want to flatten the hierarchy because it look it's vicious it's vicious and it should be flattened in many many cases because people suffer because we don't want to see people suffer and but part of that comes from an expectation that there isn't going to be a lot of meanness in the world but if we try to make everybody happy we make nobody happy and that's probably a different podcast But I am at the end of this particular podcast. And if you have comments or death threats, please send those to howtohumancdt at gmail.com, howtohumancdt at gmail.com. And we are on Apple Podcasts. That's a fact. So if you don't hate this podcast, please give it five stars. And if you do hate this podcast, please give it five stars and I will talk to you next time. That's the end of this podcast of How to Human.